What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you What it do, baby? What it do? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and we are back for another segment of the post-game recaps. And boy, oh boy, am I hyped to do this one tonight. What a goddamn game we had on our hands tonight. Of course, we have Giannis and the Bucks coming into town tonight. And boy, oh boy, we were in for a good one tonight. We were going to have the stars, Kawhi and PG, against Chris Middleton and Giannis onto the Kumpo. But, of course, late scratch season is back and is in full swing as Paul George at around 6.30 was scratched due to his right foot soreness. And it's a little bit concerning because the right foot was the same foot he had his bone edema in. If you guys don't remember that, he missed about two weeks earlier in the season with bone edema in his right foot. So I'm a little bit concerned, but I mean... To be honest, I, I I don't know. I'm just not sure about it. Uh, we'll wait to see what happens, but it's it's a bit concerning. But the Clippers, the Clippers uh, were totally fine tonight. So let's get right into it. Going into tonight, the Clippers haven't beaten the Bucks in two and a half years, which is pretty crazy to think about. The last time they beat them was November 10th, 2018. The Clippers won at home, 128 to 126, and no one other than Lou. Williams, the underground goat, the three times six man of the year, hit a game winner in that game, of course, in overtime. You know, there's a lineup of Shea, Lou, Gallo, Tobias, you know, all those guys back in late 2018, the 18 19 team, man, that, that team that fought every night, man. What a time. What a time to be a Clipper fan back then. But yeah, that was the last time the Clippers beat the Bucks. So that's pretty crazy to think about. A reminder, it was November 10th, 2018, 128-126 overtime win against the Bucks, And the Clippers hope to end that drought tonight. Um, obviously, it was a lot more difficult than you would expect, obviously being down three starters going into tonight. Uh, Terrence Mann, the last six games, 13-7 and seven on 57-36 shooting splits. He's shooting about 70% for the free throw line, but I just forgot to put that in. But... He's been nothing short of amazing recently, and that continued tonight. We'll get into that in a second. And like I said, Paul George was a late scratch tonight. But Luke Kanad. Luke Kanad. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He got the start tonight. And boy, did he come through. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you guys know I'm one of the biggest Luke Kennard fans on Twitter. Never, ever sold my stock. I've always been a fan of Luke Kennard, even when... Early in the season, he was not aggressive. I just know how to I know how to use perspective. He was coming off of a year-long injury, hasn't played organized basketball in over a year, obviously with that knee tendonitis that he suffered back when he was with the Pistons. And for the most part, he's been very healthy this year. I mean, he obviously has missed some time because he's been getting DMP CDs uh, because of his lack of aggression, of course. But man, is he playing with that confidence every time he has gotten the chance to either start or get big minutes off the bench. He has done nothing but come through, so that's really, really awesome to see. Shout out to Luke, man. Great night from him. We'll get into the stats and all that later in a second. And we have another segment of Buzz Around the League tonight. Very, very short. Um, I just kind of wanted to say, Russ, if you guys don't know, Russell Westbrook had a 35-14-21 and 21 assist game. And to be quite honest, that's one of the craziest stat lines I've ever seen, in my honest opinion. 
I mean, I'm sure a lot of you would agree with me. 35 points, 14 rebounds, 21 assists on a shitty-ass Wizards team. Hey, and Jerome Robinson. Shout out to Jerome Robinson. He got the start tonight. Three points on one of six shooting, starting a place of the injured Bradley Beal. I don't think Bradley Beal's injury was too serious, but he was out tonight. So shout out to Jerome, man. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about his future in the league. Uh, he's on an expiring this season, this season. So I'm a little bit concerned. They actually, the Wizards declined his option of uh, coming into next season. But I mean, getting your option declined on that bad of a Wizards team is really, really concerning. Obviously, if you want to look back at his time with the Clippers, he was never, ever good. Um, great teammate, great, great teammate. Uh, obviously, if you guys don't remember, the Clippers drafted Jerome Robinson in the 2018 draft right after Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, but I mean, a lot can be said about that wi- that pick. One of the worst picks um, in recent memory uh, by the Clippers. But I mean, the Clippers have had a history recently of having bad draft picks and draft picks not turning out to be what they thought they would be. But enough of that. Let's jump right into the game. I always have a tendency to take a long time, so I apologize about that. So let's get right into this. Uh, coming out the gates in the first quarter, Giannis had seven points in two minutes. He was three for three. He had a three-pointer and two little pull-up mid-rangers. But, I mean, if you're the Clippers, you're going to let him shoot that all night. But, I mean, he had, he was three for three, all jumpers in the first two minutes. And I, at that point, I was like, oh, shit. It's going to be one of those goddamn games, isn't it? Giannis is going to make every jump shot. It's the Clippers, blah, blah, blah. He's going to make everything. Whatever. So, I mean, like I said, you let him, you live with that. You live with the shots he takes, sag off of him. Once he drives into the paint, that's when you kind of swarm and you do whatever you can to stop him. And to be honest, right out the gate, both teams were scorching hot offensively. Obviously, Luke Kennard got the start, like I said. He had four points early. He had a pull-up, and he had a step-back mini as well. So, really, really good shot creation from Luke Kennard. And that just goes to show his confidence has skyrocketed ever since, you know, he's gotten more time. So, shout-out to Luke. Both teams were competing defensively. There was a lot of active hands. Um, Luke, obviously, he overall, he had a really good shift. He had 6-1-1 one, and one in nine minutes. He was the last uh, guy subbed out uh, besides Kawhi uh, in that guard rotation. He's the last guard subbed out so, uh, in the first quarter. So shout out to Luke, man. I don't know why I keep saying shout out to blah, blah, blah. And Marcus Morris, I mean, he's been ev- he's been worth every single penny of that $64 million contract. He continues to be a freaking bucket in the mid-range from three. He's been one of the best three-point shooters this season percentage-wise and volume-wise. He has a really high volume of shooting threes. Um, but, I mean, the story of the Clippers a lot of the season has been their inability to close quarters. Uh, the Clippers were up 23 to 20, and then the end of the quarter, down 12, is 38-26, Milwaukee after the first quarter. But the defense was good. Uh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong at all. The defense was good by the Clippers, but the Bucks shot making was just insane. In the first quarter, they were 15 to 22 from the field, and I mean a lot of that can be attributed attributed to their insane shot making. It was nothing too crazy. I wasn't looking too far into the defense. The defense by the Clippers was fine in the first quarter. And overall, the whole entire game, their defense was looking good. They've just been playing with that intensity that they needed all season. Their inconsistencies are starting to, you know, not be there that much anymore. They've been really, really consistent on that end ever since the All-Star break, or at least in these past few games. Um, especially, it kind of stems from the Spurs games. The Spurs games is what really kind of started that trend of them being good defensively. And it's just been really, really good ever since. And man, can I, I can't say enough. Look at our young bucks. Yeah, you get it? You know what I'm saying? We playing the bucks. Look at our young bucks. You know what I'm saying? Man, Zubox and Terrence, man, were so 
so good in that second quarter. Oh my gosh. Visa Zubats has all defensive teams written all over him. His interior defense, every single time Giannis was, came inside was so good. He's a brick wall down there. He's so good at using his hands. He's so good at being vertical. Uh, he gets a lot of fouls called on him, but for the most part, he is so vertical in my eyes. He's, he's really good at staying, staying straight up, uh, to be honest with you. And Terrence Mann, he was a lot last season. You saw from, you saw Terrence Mann get a lot of point guard reps. This team was trying to force him to become a point guard. And in college, he was more of a wing guy, two slash three. Um, so, I mean, he wasn't used to playing point guard last season, but he's more than capable of bringing up the ball. He's really, really good at getting downhill. And I tweeted this on Twitter. I was like, obviously, you guys, a lot of you know that I was really, really all in for Victor Oladipo. But Terrence Mann has been doing everything I wanted Victor Oladipo to do for us. He's been getting downhill, finishing around the basket, creating plays for other guys. That's what I really thought this team needed. And Terrence Mann's been doing that. He's been really good at that. He's been, you know, he's been breaking guys down off the dribble. He's so fast and athletic. He's so, so fast. He's just been getting downhill. He's making crazy no-look passes. I mean, he's his his downhill dribble penetration has been so, so good. The Clippers went on an 11-2 run after allowing the 13-0 run by Milwaukee to end the first. Uh, the Clippers were really good in the second quarter. They held the Bucks to six, only six points in the first eight minutes of the second. And that's when Terrence Mann, oh, I'm doing, I'm doing it as I'm, as I'm speaking. He's doing the jelly. Terrence Mann pulling out the lay. Oh my gosh, man. Man, I'm a singer, man. Man, I got, I should get into rapping. Man, I'm just doing it right now. Terrence Mann laying it up. Jelly fam. Oh my goodness. Um, and like I said earlier, man, Luke Kennard has taken advantage of almost every opportunity he's gotten. 9-2-1 on 4-6 shooting in the first half. He's been really good. Um, but I will say this um, about the Clippers in general. They desperately need a third center. I was really, really, really on board for Gorgie Dang, but obviously he went to the Spurs, if you guys didn't know. Because these backups, Patrick Patterson center minutes ain't cutting it. Patrick Patterson with a minus twelve in five minutes in the first half, but I mean overall it didn't really nothing. It didn't affect anything. The Clippers were still up fifty seven fifty five at half. Terrence Mann had nine four and two. Marcus Morris twelve points on four of eight, and the Clippers were only five of sixteen from deep in the first half. So that's what kind of kept the Bucks afloat. Uh, the Bucks had some insane shot making, obviously in the first quarter, and Giannis was hitting some jumpers. So that's what was that was really the story of the first half. Uh, the Clippers just weren't shooting well from three. And I'm gonna kind of start a new segment. We're gonna go into this new segment. That's gonna be every single episode. It's gonna be called Halftime Thoughts, just super generic, super self-explanatory. And I just been kind of thinking a half, like it's a legitimate question. If you guys, you know, I might post this on Twitter or something, but. Where where does Rondo's minutes come from when the Clippers are fully healthy? I mean, at this point, you have to play Terrence Mann 20 minutes a night, right? Like, am I crazy for saying that? I don't think I'm crazy for saying that. Reggie's shooting is too valuable. You can't look at me straight in the eyes and tell me you're going to bench Reggie after how good he's been. Luke deserves more minutes because he's he's good. Luke Kennard is really, really good at basketball. And he's just been balling recently. It's just that simple. And Patrick Beverly is Patrick Beverly. He's going to get minutes no matter what. Um... But I mean, I think everyone would agree with me that Luke Kennard would get the short end of the stick. But I don't like how he's getting his minutes cut in favor of Rondo. I don't, I don't like that at all. 
I understand. And oh, playoff Rondo in the playoffs. Rondo's gonna be good. Beverly and Rondo are gonna be the main guards in the playoffs. Uh, but I mean, you're gonna have you're making Terrence Mann's making a very strong argument for himself as well. And so is Reggie. But I mean, Reggie, the Reggie playoff experiment last year was really, really bad. He was really bad in and pretty much everything except for catching and shooting. Uh, if you guys remember, obviously against Dallas and against Denver in the playoffs last season. But I just. I just don't know where Rondo's fit is, if I'm being honest with you. I, I've never been on board with the trade. Um, I just, I don't know where Rondo's minutes are coming from or like where he fits on this team. Like the Clippers were down three starters and were still able to generate really, really good looks against a really, really good defensive Milwaukee team. And these guys are title contenders. These guys are title contenders. So like, I just don't know where Rondo fits, man. I mean, I can, I can be crazy. Um, but that's just me, man. The, the Clippers, are, their their offense has been so good, and I just I just don't know if giving the keys to Rondo in the offense is just gonna do anything, or I mean, it could even make it worse. Who knows, man? I I don't know. Um, I'm anxious to see though. I'm anxious to see what happens with Rondo and this team offensively. Um, but I mean, let's let's get into this next uh point here, but. I said it earlier, I'm a little bit concerned about Paul George's foot. The Clippers play again tomorrow, so I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about his status for that. It, it was just listed as soreness, but if you guys remember when he had the bone edema, at first he was listed with soreness until he got the diagnosis. So that's pretty much how it goes. Uh, hopefully Paul George is all right and he's good for tomorrow. I honestly can't tell you. I, let me look up. Let me see who we play tomorrow. Who do we play? Uh, tomorrow. Uh, let me see who we play. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. We play against Orlando tomorrow at 7 p.m. So I mean, honestly, I would if I I want to make a guess right now that Paul George sits tomorrow as well because the Orlando Magic they had a fire sale at the deadline. Obviously, you guys know. Uh, so I'm gonna take a crazy, crazy, crazy guess and just say Paul George sits tomorrow as well, and he'll be good for Denver on Thursday. That's going to be good. I'm looking at the schedule right now. That'll be a good game against Denver. Jermichael Green coming back home, man. Oh my gosh, I miss Jermichael Green. So, uh, let's get into the second half here. Uh, the great great start for the Clippers on both ends. Uh, they ended up going up 66-59. Uh, Mike Budenholzer called a timeout. Um, and another thought I had was Marcus Morris has made some incredibly tough shots over Giannis tonight. Giannis had him uh, for a lot of the times tonight. And Marcus Morris has said, hey man, Get out of the way. Get out of the way. He'd post him up. Man, he's doing a little little crossover into a jump shot. Mm. Marcus Morris is really, really good, man. He's really good. At worth every, every fucking penny, man. Um, and then Reggie Jackson. I mean, Reggie Jackson, there can't be enough said about him. 15 points in the third. He activated takeover, man. Threes, floaters, everything is going in for Reggie. 15 points in the third quarter. Um, and Terrence, man. Terrence Mann is legit. What like when was the last time he's missed a layup? Like honest, honest question. Like has he missed a layup ever this season or ever since he's gotten significant minutes? I I don't think he has. And the Clips were up by 10, 96, 86 after three. And Nick Nicholas Batum, man, he had a good good little sequence. He had a chase down block on Dante Divincenzo. I have no idea why Divincenzo didn't dunk that. If he would have dunked that, I don't understand why people don't dunk it on the fast break every time. I know everyone in the NBA can dunk, so why don't they dunk it every time? Especially when you hear a dude running behind you. I don't know why you don't just dunk it. He, instead, Divincenzo tried to go with a weak little lay finger roll or whatever. 
right in front of the basket within reaching distance of Nico. I don't know why he just laid it up like that. But then Nico gets the block, and on the other end, he gets a putback dunk. It's just a whole, like, what the hell experience from Nicholas Batum right there. It's like, oh, he he did that <laughs> two possessions in a row. And man, Luke Kennard activates, I don't know, Luke Kennard god mode? I don't know, back-to-back-to-back threes midway through the fourth. That's what really slammed the door and just took the wind out of Milwaukee's sails, in my opinion. Milwaukee, they just went, they went off a cliff after that. But after that, man, I tweeted on Twitter that I have a hot take about this team. I have it written in front of me. I'm not going to say it. It's, I, I, I'm not going to say it. It's not too hot of a take. I wouldn't have any problem saying it. But I'm not going to say it, but it's not that hot of a take. I just kind of disguise it as a really hot take. But it's not a hard take, hot take at all. Luke Kennard was the fourth Clipper to score 20 today. He had 21 points on 5 of 6 from 3. That was a season high for him. If you guys don't know or don't remember, he had 20 against the Pacers very early in the year when he was still in the rotation. So shout out to Luke, man. 21 points, 5 of 6 from 3. Um, one of the best wins of the season, if not the best. Uh, obviously down three, three important guys tonight. Three starters, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, and Serge Ibaka, of course, did not play tonight. And man, Clipper Nation is going to go to sleep. Man, we sleeping good tonight. We are sleeping good. Clippers win 129-105. That's six in a row for the guys. Seven out of eight. Kawhi Leonard, 23-9-8. We didn't actually talk about Kawhi a lot today. Kawhi did Kawhi things, man. 23-9-8 for Kawhi. Great all-around game. A lot similar to Paul George's 24-9-9 game the other night. Marcus Morris, 25-5-3 on 9-16. 4-7 from three. Clippers, uh... Reggie Jackson, 20 points, 8 of 15. Luke Kennard, 21, 5 and 2 on 8 for 11. Terrence Mann, 14, 6 and 6 on 6 for 12. Great all-around games for almost every Clipper today. And if I if I remember correctly, Pat Pat did not miss a shot today, if I'm being honest. Uh, I don't remember, but I remember someone, someone saying that on Twitter or something. Clippers moved to 32 and 16. Back-to-back wins against the Sixers and the Bucks. And boy, oh boy, they are turning that corner, man. Finally. Oh my gosh, they are turning that corner, man. Oh, I'm so excited. So we will be back tomorrow night for a recap against the Orlando Magic. We'll see how the Clippers fare out on a, against a really, really weak team. We'll see if they come out and just play down to their competition or they just blow them out the park. We'll see what happens. If you guys did enjoy this episode, make sure you guys leave some feedback. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys again. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC underscore. I really appreciate it. And once again, it's been your boy Trey. And I'll see you guys in the next breakdown. Peace.